Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said sorry Trainers But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a Pokemon Hello, I'm JD And I'm Alex And this is Sorted it's a not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. We're gonna sort some people into the Hogwarts houses. Today we're sorting Pokemon characters? Yeah! <laughs> Heck yeah! Specifically, we're sorting the anime characters, not like any of the video games, because most of them don't have personalities or <laughs> any of the other stuff. We might do Detective Pikachu after I've seen it. I haven't actually seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna see it on Monday. Why am I getting just made plans? I bet you it's a robot. Hold on. Hello. Hello. Do they want Do they want to see me to see Detective Pikachu? Hello. Do you want JD to watch Detective Pikachu? Oh, they hung up on me. Maybe they're just like too disgusted to find out that I haven't watched Detective <laughs> Pikachu. Yeah, the spam call I just got really wants you to go watch Detective Pikachu so that we can talk it's about like, it. I can't even. Deal, I, like my all of my scams were based on the premise that the Corley's fiance had seen Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah, oh, damn! It's gonna be like, congratulations, because you and your fiance watched Detective Pikachu, you've won a cruise. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the Pokemon anime. So, Pokemon is best known for its video games, but the anime is also. Much beloved and derided by many. Uh, it follows the adventures of Ash Ketchum trying to become a Pokemon master. Kind of, sort of, maybe-ish. <laughs> he tries to win some battles. Currently, he's just going to school in Hawaii. That's... And I'm not entirely sure why. But sometimes that school also just tries to, like, deal with interdimensional threats. That's I, something. I don't entirely know. To be specific... We, I, like, neither of us have watched past the Diamond and Pearl era, and Alex has watched even less than that, so it's mostly going to be about the early characters. But let's face it, does anyone really, like, how many people listening really care about... We're going to talk about the important stuff. Iris. Who? Silen. Who? E exactly! <laughs> uh, I can't even remember all of them. Serena, I know, well, okay, to be fair, everyone likes Serena. But This is one we should give a disclaimer for uh, up front. I have only watched, like the 90s cartoon when I was a kid um, and haven't really watched any since then um, and JD is much more knowledgeable in this subject than I am so he's going to take the lead on a lot of this that's a weird way to put the 90s cartoon also it was in you're the calling 90s. it I mean yeah it's just like we like it's still the same show and like did you really only watch like the first season then pretty much okay sure <laughs> also the fact that you who is far weebier than I is calling it a cartoon instead of an anime. Sorry, I watched the Americanized version as a child. Yeah? What's your point? That's an anime. It always seemed, it just felt like a cartoon to me. I actually watched the show before I played any of the video games. Does anybody want a jelly donut? Oh god, <laughs> see, that's like, that's, that's from the era that I understand. Yeah. Brock will turn his trusty frying pan into a drying, into a pan. drying pan. Good. Good. Let's sort. Let's get get it sorted. Let's sorting. Let's do the sort sorted. Oh, I'm leaving all of that in. 
Good. Sorted. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so who is first up on our list? Up first, we have Ash Ketchum. Weirdly, we decided to start with the main character, oddly enough. Wild. Ash Ketchum is a perpetually 10-year-old boy, like Bart Simpson, <laughs> who travels all over the world, kinda, maybe, to catch some Pokemon. He's... Fun fact, they did, bri- they did briefly take away the catchphrase, gotta catch them all, because <laughs> for, the, for the sake of the games... It was because it became impossible to catch them all in the games until they added later games to trade. Mm. And they took away from the anime because Ash just wasn't vaguely attempting to catch them all. I think he's got less than 10% of all Pokemon. Yeah, he's not very good at no. being a Pokemon master, is he? <laughs> he's more about trying to like win battles and stuff, but he's not very good at that either. Apart from sometimes when he is. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. So- sometimes... He will become one of the best trainers in a region and be offered, like, a position as, like, one of the, basically a gym leader type position, but more prestigious than that. And then, like, three episodes later, he'll lose to a brand new trainer. Wow. That's what happens between us. Anyway, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> so, Ash Ketchum, yeah, what's your take What's your take on Ash Ketchum? Um, I say Gryffindor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's... Uh, let me give me a second to like think of specifics. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's like in an earlier episode, he like doesn't he like dive in front of like a bunch of angry pidgeys or something to like save Pikachu? Maybe you're thinking of literally the first episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, cool. and it was it was it was Sparrows, not Pidgey. Right. Okay. Like I said, I my memory of this is not the best. Because. Spiro was like Spiro yeah. was the dick yeah. version of Pidgey, okay. basically. Yeah, so like that kind of thing where he is willing to uh, sort of like sacrifice himself for. There's also in th- anyone. There's also the moment from the first movie when he dives between Mew and Mewtwo's attacks and actually dies. Also that. Some yeah. sometimes that Ash kind of, dies. That kind of thing is what I was getting at. Sure. Ash has died at least once. Several times, I think. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so here's the thing, though. I told you before we did this that I had a pretty spicy take about someone. Okay, is it this? You want to hear this? Yeah. I think Ash is a Slytherin. Okay. The ambition. Ash's number one character trait is his goal to be a Pokemon master. What's the first line of the theme song? I want to be the very best. I want to be the very best. Like, no one ever was. He wants to. He wants to be famous. He wants to be known as a Pokemon master. He wants to be the very best. Okay. Like his his ambition is what drives the entire show forward. He gathers. Is the theme song like his mantra though, or is it just like the show? I think it's. I think it's like his his perspective. I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. To catch them all, less so. But like he definitely started out wanting to catch them all at least, until like someone said, "Wait, hang on." I thought there were only 150. How many? There's uh-huh. over 800 now, huh? Huh. Gee, Professor Oak, how come you didn't tell me that? How come you told me there were only 150 when you met more of them as a child? <laughs> In the fourth movie, we meet a time-traveling Professor Oak. What? Who's... Oh, yeah. This is news like... to me. Oh, Professor yeah. Oak's a time-traveler? Oh, my God. So, because the fourth movie is all about Celebi, the time-travel Pokemon. Okay. And... So a Celebi brings a young boy called Sammy, Professor Samuel Oak, from the from like forty years in the past, and 
like hangs out with Ash for a bit and they save Celebi. And there are a bunch of other Johto Pokemon there that apparently Oak then just forgot about. Well, you can't talk about time travel. I'm getting another spam call. Give me one second. Is it someone telling you about all of the Pokemon? Yeah, are you calling because my fiancé hasn't seen Detective Pikachu? I can tell you more of the Pokemon. Are you calling because my fiancé hasn't seen Detective Pikachu? Is Electrode, Diglett, no. Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Rattata? Oh, well, why are you calling then? Fero, Pidgey, Seeking, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponyta, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree. I am not. The only thing I'm currently looking for is my de- uh, fiancé watching Detective Pikachu, so I'll have to talk to you another time. Thank you, goodbye. Hi, okay, what were you saying? Have you considered... <laughs> Just ignore your phone. <laughs> what if it's like a job offer or something, though? It's like a... It's a local number. <laughs> Who needs a job offer when you've got a podcast where you get to talk about how Ash is a, is a Slytherin? <laughs> Ash Ketchum, I think, is the quintessential concept of a Slytherin hero. He's he dr- con- so driven, so ambitious. Early on, he's kind of a jerk. Okay. That's not a Slytherin trait in particular, but he is kind of a jerk. But, like, in general, he's, like, not an unpleasant Slytherin. And he absolutely has heroic traits. He will do the right thing, and he, like, he will step up to help out. Usually for his own sake or his friend's sake or whatever, yeah. but in general, he will do the right thing. You know, I... When needed. I buy that, yeah. Um... I hadn't really thought about it until you explained it, like, the way that you did, but it does, that does track. Yeah, and I'm really glad that we've got, like, this really well-known popular character who fits that kind of role. It's a good, good Slytherin role, mo- role model. Be like Ash. Yeah, be it, be it. A- Don't be like Ash. He tries, <laughs> he gets himself nearly killed so many times. He throws himself at walls. <laughs> Although... He is incredibly strong. He can lift many tons. Oh, I just remembered another time that he died. Oh, yeah? Uh, what was the other time? The, remember the episode with the ghost Pokemon? Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, he did just turn into a he ghost just, for a little he just, while like, there. died for that episode. So did Pikachu. Yeah, so did Pikachu. I forgot about that. This is... I forgot that some, sometimes Ash is a ghost. Did you know there was an episode where Ash turned into a Pikachu? What? <laughs> and here's the best part, though. That was the very set, like, end of the episode. So they meet a witch. It's just a, a, a girl who's a witch. And, like, they spend the episode gathering ingredients for her. To, like, and the idea is it's supposed to help cast a spell that helps people better connect with Pokemon. So then Ash turns into a Pikachu and just plays a Pikachu for a bit. Oh. And then, like, it's still that way... For- it's still that way at the end of the episode, because like, it's literally the last, like, 30 seconds. And then the beginning of the next episode, he's still a Pikachu, but then almost immediately turns back into a, a human, and they don't really explain <laughs> it. He just was a Pikachu and turned back. And if you missed the previous episode, which are the show like Pokemon, where almost everything is filler, you could easily miss an yes. episode. And just like, why is Ash a Pikachu? <laughs> why? <laughs> That's amazing. It's actually really popular in the fandom. It's called right. Ashichu. Excellent. They could have gone with Peak Ashichu, but, you know... That's, yeah, that's better. Moving on. Yeah, he's definitely a Slytherin. Who's next? Who's next? Uh, next on the list is Misty. I'm Misty. I got Starmie with me. Oh no. We're having fun decorating the tree. Misty, I so I would be inclined to say Slytherin. Oh really? Yeah. I was gonna say Gryffindor. Okay. Okay. Okay, go for it. You, I, why, why would you say Slytherin? A lot of her motivations are, like, self-oriented. Um, sure. She originally goes with Ash because he owes her a new bike. 
she uh, left the the gym with her sisters because she uh, she wanted to forge her own path in like her yeah, own way. But she was, yeah, she, she was the she, runt of the family. She didn't want to stand in her sister's shadow. She wanted to go be a success in her own right. Which is funny um, because she's they're successful in their like be- they're like sen- they're the three sensational sisters and they do like their their dance routines or whatever the ba- underwater yeah. ballet whatever. But as gym leaders. The thing they're there for, they're terrible. They just give badges away. But Misty is a very skilled trainer. Yeah. And ends up and ends up becoming the gym leader. But yeah, it's like a lot of her... Absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You're, you're probably right. What was your reasoning for Gryffindor? But initially, she's presented with some fairly self-serving interests. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they are so much what defines her. That's fair. Like, she doesn't... She doesn't stick to them that much at all. By the end of the first season, she's almost entirely forgotten about her bike. Yeah, it's kind of just fair. a joke thrown in here now and then. And by the time she by the time she leaves the main cast, she absolutely doesn't care about it at all because she's in love with that. Yeah, I'm. I am thinking more about like earlier stuff and uh, the, the the way in which she's introduced and stuff um, more so than sure. Later, I but... just I just think that like how she's very immediately introduced isn't. Yeah the bulk of who, who she is she's very feisty and she goes for what she wants but i don't i wouldn't put like her push for her own goals above anything else necessarily so she yeah she hangs out with ash for a while because she wants her bike back but she's doing that kind of at the expense of her own actual goals just to try and get something she's not forwarding her own goals of trying to become a water pokemon master by doing that really um and she does end up sticking with them out of like a sincere friendship. Yeah, and to that extent, like there's a, I think there's a good argument for for Hufflepuff yeah, too. Yeah, there could be, but that doesn't quite. Mm. Hufflepuff is, you know, like justice and kindness and loyalty, of course. But yeah, it's... justice for her bike. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, I love her, but I wouldn't say her top character trait is kindness. Yeah, I th- I think there's an argument there, but I think you're probably right with the Slytherin take, which I think is very interesting. I could I could see Gryffindor, um, Gryffindor or Slytherin. Yeah, I think she just has. I think her traits that put her in any given house are less pronounced than Ash's traits. Like I think Ash is like more solidly out there. Like Misty would be closer to being a hat stall. Yeah, yeah. Than Ash. For those listening at home who don't know what a hat stall is, we should maybe <laughs> explain that briefly. Sure, uh, a hat stall is when someone uh, is put under the sorting hat, and the sorting hat uh, has a difficult time placing them in one house or the other, sort of stalling the sorting hat ceremony because they have traits that align very closely to more than one house. A true hat stall doesn't just make it difficult. Like, the, the sorting hat had a difficult time sorting Harry because they wanted to put him in Slytherin. He wanted Gryffindor. He, Harry was not a true uh, hat stall. A true hat stall where the hat literally can't choose and just says, you can be one of these houses, what do you want? Yeah. Uh, I think McGonagall was a true hat stall. She could have been either a Gryffindor or a Ravenclaw and she chose Gryffindor. Yeah. And I feel like Professor Flitwick might have been the same. Interesting. Like the same kind of hat stall, Gryffindor or or Ravenclaw. I might be misremembering If I remember correctly, Hermione was very close to being a hat stall. And it's possible to be a hat stall between all four houses. Yes. Misty's not a Ravenclaw though. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know who I think might be a Ravenclaw? Is it whoever's next on our list? If you don't know who's next on the list after you've done Ash and Misty... It's Brock. It, it's Brock. Back on the block. I, <laughs> I could... I could... I could see Brock being a Ravenclaw. I think... I think Brock is hands down a Ravenclaw. He... So he wants to be a Pokemon breeder? 
which is really not something that ever comes up. A breeder is definitely not the word they should be using either, because it implies he's just trying to have make them have babies, which I know has been the take in like Summer Bridge series, but is definitely <laughs> not really what he's going for. He's more he's more of a Pokemon groomer, if anything. Like he ends up getting a Vulpix from an actual like professional groomer and just wants to take care of it. Yeah. His goal really is to help Pokemon be the best they could be, not necessarily by a battle. But helping them in other ways. Yeah. He is he acts as the group's cook and he works really hard to develop Pokemon food that will best help each individual he, Pokemon yeah. as well. He creates his own recipes and puts in a lot of work and that requires a lot of knowledge and a lot of like using that knowledge in specific ways and Like most people would probably just go out and buy like, you know, Pokemon whiskers or Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever the equivalent, eight out of Pokemon, eight out of ten gym leaders give badges. Yeah. I'm trying to make He's... a joke there, but it's not working. <laughs> he is specifically gaining uh, a knowledge and an expertise, and using that knowledge and expertise to yeah. uh, benefit. By the time he leaves the show, as well, he ends up with a new goal, um, which is a goal that really like works really well. He ends up wanting to be a Pokemon doctor. He like tries to okay. study to work with nurses because he. Like in the Sinnoh run of the show, he ends up with a Happini, which evolves into a Chansey, but just before he leaves the, okay. the healing Pokemon that every Nurse Joy has. And so, yeah, he leaves the group so we can go off and study for that. So that that's definitely something that I didn't know. Sure. Um, and because ha- and, it was, you know... That is from... Show, yeah, that's from right around the time right. I stopped watching. I stopped yeah. watching just after the X and Y... Uh, the the black and white arc began really but knowing what i do know that makes so much sense for his character yeah well we had, there was a lot of discussion over ash and misty brock is pretty easily a raven glow i i could see a hufflepuff street yeah um, but but i i would agree ravenclaw overall here's the, th- here's the thing he sure as heck ain't loyal <laughs> one of brock's defiant <laughs> one of brock's defining <laughs> personality traits is that he will fall quote in love with any random girl he sees the pokemon karaoke mon section of the show or at the end of the episode sometimes they have random songs he had a song called two perfect girls where he was singing about how desperately he loved in love he was with both officer jenny and nurse joy but then there's a moment in the song where he goes but wait a moment what's her name i just gotta know after seeing some random girl I meant Hufflepuff streak more in the uh, he's very kind and seems to be driven by kindness and uh, that kind of thing. But you are right, the loyalty is not one of his strong suits. He was responsible for taking care of like eleven younger siblings. Yeah. But the moment a chance showed up for him to leave, he <laughs> ran away. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Which is unfair entirely. Yeah, who's next? Pika. Pikachu. Pikachu. Chu. Pika. Pikachu. Pikachu. Hold on. Pikachu. Pikachu. It's just adorable. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like the one Pokemon I can do okay. It's like the only Pokemon I can't do okay. <laughs> I know you're really good at Pokemon, and I name not. a Pokemon. Name a Pokemon. Bulbasaur. 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 That's my boy. Ah, uh, you gotta watch Detective Pikachu. Minor spoilers: the Bulbasaur are the cutest freaking thing. They make the most adorable noises, and it made me want to cry. Do they also still say their name? The Bulbasaur don't so much, but a lot of the Pokemon do. That's weird, though. Like some I... of them, it's really interesting the way that they say their name because they say their name in sort of an animalistic call kind of way. Um, 
But the Bulbasaur just kind of make cute little squeaky noises. But I can't be mad about it because it's the most adorable thing in the world. I'm not mad. It's just weird. Like, there have always been Pokemon that didn't actually say their names. Like, Charizard doesn't say its name. Well, it says Char. Charmander. Babe, you just said Charmander. You said, did you say Charmander? I said oh, Charizard. Oh, did you say Charizard? Oh, okay. Charmander and Charmeleon <laughs> say their names. That's why I said Charizard. I thought you said Charmander. I misheard. Charizard never said its name, but that was the way it always was, and like that was fine. It seems weird to me that they keep some Pokemon saying their names and some Pokemon not. The way that they do say their names is fairly realistic. There was the Pokemon Origins like mini anime thing that they did that was like a- vaguely adapting the story of Pokemon Red and Blue, and in that the Pokemon didn't actually say their names. They made regular noises and. The Pokemon saying the names thing is kind of a, is initially just an idea for the anime. Like, it's not really represented in the manga, I don't think, but I don't know the manga at all. Yeah, and in the games, they just sort of make weird, like, electronic noises. To be fair, that's because the Game Boy was <laughs> less advanced than the average can opener these days. But they still managed to get Pikachu to say his name. Anyway, speaking of Pikachu... Pikachu's a Gryffindor. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Tell me more. He'll fight you. Uh, he's super loyal to Ash. I think loyal. I still think loyalty is more of a Hufflepuff thing than a Gryffindor thing. Gryffindor is bravery and loyalty sort of combined. Loyal, loyal in in like a brave way, like you're gonna fight for someone, which Pikachu will absolutely do. Pikachu will fight you. Pikachu wants to fight you, and Pikachu is so brave all the time, like picking fights with things that are it should not be able to pick a fight with, but it does. For it's worth, I'm assuming we like we're kind of just ignoring how Pikachu was in the first episode. Oh yeah. That's not Pikachu. That was Yeah. Like we could sort sort him at that point, but it's not the most useful. No. So throughout the rest of it, oh shoot, I was about to say Hufflepuff, but you know what? No. Pikachu ain't loyal at all. He will turn on Ash the moment Misty shows up. He's loyal to Misty. <laughs> He does not care about Ash at all. Well, no, he does. What? I'm joking. I'm kidding. But <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's a, that's a trait that's not really shown with any of the other female leads when like Misty starts rotating out. Mm. Pikachu, well, like the moment Misty shows up, he will look, he will just abandon Ash and go straight to Misty. He has a <laughs> much stronger bond with Misty than with most of Ash's friends. Fair enough. So yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Pikachu's probably is Gryffindor. Remember that scene in the movie where like Pikachu's crying. <laughs> Yeah. And I cry. I don't know why this is a moment that's coming to my brain when I'm thinking of Pikachu moments, but... Remember that moment when Pikachu cried because he couldn't get ketchup? (laughs) I love Pikachu. Pikachu loves ketchup. Uh, One time, Pikachu, like, was gonna leave because there was, like, a bunch of other Pikachus, and then he didn't. Yep. There were there were baby Pikachu as well. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense because that's not there's, there's no such thing as a baby Pikachu. A baby Pikachu is a, is, a, is a Pichu. It evolved early. Doesn't make any sense. Rare rare candies. It just ate a whole bunch of rare candies. Pichu evolved when it when it loves its trainer. Oh, and it was a Pichu <laughs> that loved someone very very much. It, no. Also, <laughs> I mean like. In the genera- in Diamond and Pearl, the Generation 4 games that came out in 2006 in Japan, they introduced gender differences, and Pikachu now have... Female Pikachu now have heart-shaped tails. Which I love. But none of the Pikachu in that forest did. It's fine. It was a male Pikachu colony. It was a gay commune. Yeah. Pikachu is gay. That's why he wanted to stay. Pikachu says gay rights. I'm trying to think. There are a lot of characters... There are a lot of Pokemon that have been, like had other Pokemon love interests for brief like briefly. Butterfree? I'm not sure that Pikachu ever has. Sure. 
But I mean, I mean, there are like Pokemon that just have like random little crushes on other Pokemon. Yeah. Ash's Totodile was kind of a Pokemon Brock. Oh my god. There was Dawn's Baneri did have a massive crush on Pikachu. Pikachu found it awkward because he's gay. Yeah, it's because Pikachu's gay. You heard it here first, folks. Pikachu's gay. <laughs> it's not a house hot take, but uh. Pokemon hot take of the day. <laughs> Pikachu says gay rights. Anyway. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse. James. Team Rocket blasting off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Me! Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, Team Rocket is next on our list. Yeah, I wish we could have used the actual like Team Rocket music from the anime because it's really good when it just like suddenly starts playing. <laughs> I don't know if we are legally allowed to, but um... oh heck no! They're probably they're probably already <laughs> suing us just for doing the motto. Um, I love Team Rocket very very much. Team Rocket are the best characters in the show. They're <laughs> so much more interesting. The episodes that like go into their yes. their backstory and their personal history are so much more engaging. I feel like and... they've retained more about their backstory than like the actual main characters. <laughs> They get the they get the stronger emotional episodes. Like the show works to make you care more about the villains than the heroes. It's weird. Team Rocket did nothing wrong. But they're really not good. They've never done anything right though. Haven't done anything wrong either. They're just sort of there. They're trying their best. They are literally members of a criminal organization dedicated to stealing Pokemon. They're trying their best. I think it's entirely possible that they're all just the same house, but let's go through one at a time. Jessie! Um, I feel like it's boring to say Slytherin, but Slytherin... Of all of them, she probably is the most particularly Slytherin. So let's go through, because... So the previous characters really don't have much of a backstory from before the show, but these guys all do. They all have, like, in-depth personal histories. Jessie... So... It's never explicitly stated in the show, but from other stuff, we know Jesse's mother was formerly of Team Rocket as well. Yes. The only time it really actually talks about her mother in the show is when Jesse is saying how her mother used to make food for her out of snow. Basically, they were very poor. She she grew up very impoverished. <laughs> she yeah, Jesse grew up in a family with love but no money, and James is like the complete opposite of that, growing up in a family with money but no love. Sure. O although arguably Jesse didn't have a family for much of her life. That's true, because her mother went missing. Yeah, her mother w disappeared. Granted, it's not entirely clear how old Team Rocket are. Sometimes they're they it says they're like only like 18. Yeah, like I, yeah, I think there's... They're definitely like less than 20. They're still kind of kids. But also, they're really not. Yeah. The show doesn't know. It's fine. Yeah. Don't ask questions about how old they are. The show started 20 years ago. Yeah, don't worry about it. But yeah, so her, her mother goes missing. She tried to become a Pokemon nurse and accidentally signed up for Chansey's school. Yes. Because they're the only school that would take her, I think. <laughs> and then that failed. And then it's like... Oh. There are also multiple conflicting backstories they have. So one backstory said that she and James were part of a bike gang before they joined Team Rocket. Another backstory says they didn't meet until they were in Team Rocket. <laughs> Basically, Jessie had nothing else going for her, so she joined up with Team Rocket. She has nothing else to turn to. Yeah. But I don't. she doesn't particularly like align with Team Rocket's goals. She works hard for Team Rocket. Oh! She, work, she works hard? <laughs> I mean, she works hard. 
for Team Rocket. She's not particularly ambitious. No, I guess that's true. She's relatively cunning and sly. Yeah, I think that's more where I was getting the Slytherin stuff, but... But she's also unfailingly loyal to Team Rocket, who've never really done much for her. Yeah. I think Jessie might be... She's also incredibly loyal to James and Meowth. That's what I was going to say. More than that, she's loyal to her team. Oh! Oh! Oh, that's why we care more about Team Rocket, because Jesse, they're, because they're all Hufflepuff. <laughs> okay, Jesse, like, they're all Jesse's like, Hufflepuff. They're, they're like Hufflepunks. Maybe we should talk about all of them together, because yeah. their characters are so wrapped up. So James, yeah, as you, like, you mentioned, James was a spoiled rich kid growing up. He had whatever he wanted. He had a million Pokemon, like, and he, like, sometimes he'll just go, like, go to a new place and be like, oh yeah, this was one of my summer homes as a child. Oh look, here's one of my <laughs> old Pokemon that I left lying around in the Pokeball for some reason. Oh no. For um, how, who knows how his long. his family like did not care about him like at all. They cared about him as far as marrying him. I think they cared yeah. about him, but they, they, they cared about, they didn't care about what he wanted. Yeah. And they wanted, they were trying to force him to marry off Jezebel, who in no way resembles <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Not remotely weird. It's not weird at all. Oh, Growly. Yeah, and he has a very good Growlithe who he loves like, very, very much. Growly is a Hufflepuff. Um. <laughs> no question. I don't think it's possible for any Growlithe to be anything other than a Hufflepuff. Growlithe are so good. Um. um but so Growlithe, Growly was like the first of those Pokemon that J- like t- James turns up and meets and it's like one of his old Pokemon. The, the only one I think that didn't go with him, he later went to like, one of his grandparents' houses, and they had a Mime Junior, and he ended up taking it with them, because, like, his grand... He leaves his Chimeco there, because his Chimeco 6, so he gets a Mime Junior instead. Later on, he also goes to another summer home and finds he had a Carnivine sitting around waiting that he takes with him. Jeez. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> but, yeah, James abandons his family. He was not loyal to his family at all. But then he joins up with Team Rocket, and... And they become his family, to which he is very, very like, loyal. All of Team Rocket are sympathetic. James, absolutely the most so. James is, yeah, I mean, more so than Jesse. I think, I think James might be my favorite character. Oh, in totally. <laughs> James collects bottle caps. It's adorable. He loves bottle caps. He prizes them so much. He's He finds a random bottle cap laying around and like, goes on and on about where it came from. And then... In one episode in the Orange Islands, they discover an island. Or Meowth ends up on an island where he's worshipped as a god right. beca- because he can bring wealth with his payday. <laughs> Problem is he can't. He like he can't use paydays. Why Team Rocket are always so poor? Because otherwise they would just constantly have money. But they think he can, and they end up forcing him to try and fight a bunch of Pokemon to get him to learn payday by leveling him up. Which is one of the few times the anime talks about leveling up. And eventually... Jesse and James, who, like Meowth, had previously tried to kick away when they t- turned up because he wa- he was happy with his cushy life there. Jesse and James turned up anyway and threw all of their money into the arena to save Meowth. Aww. And then when they ran out of money, James started throwing away his bottle caps Aww. so it looked like more was coming. Aww. James threw away his prize bottle cap collection because he was, like, that concerned about Meowth. But then, here's the thing, you did they did that, and then Jesse and James turned and walked away to leave Meowth in his happy, idyllic island life. Because they just wanted what was best for him. Because they love Meowth. They do. But then Meowth realises what his mistake when he sees the bottle caps and runs after them and goes back with because them. Because he loves them too. 
Gosh, that's one of the best episodes. Do we know why Meowth can talk? Yes, that was what I was going to talk about next. Meowth, we learn about Meowth's backstory in an episode called Go West, Young Meowth. (laughs) I remember the title of that one. Uh, Meowth grew up on the streets as a street cat, um, as a stray. He ended up like becoming part of a Meowth gang. Good. Pokemon have a lot of gangs. Sure. He tried like tried to help steal food, and I think he ended up getting beaten up by the gang and kicked out or something. He fell in love with a, f- a female Meowth called Meowzy, who was who was a um like a an aristocrat's Pokemon, very Lady in the Tramp kind of yeah. thing, sort of. Except the except Meowzy told Meowth that she had no interest in him because her human gave her everything. Like Meow and Meowth was nowhere near as good as a human, so why would she care about him? So, so Meowth right, okay, it's coming back up, to me now. Meowth then, like, Meowth ended up in the rafters of some building, I forget exactly what, and I think it was like a foreign, English is, a, English is or whatever language they speak, as a foreign language, and basically he just, through sheer willpower, yeah. just started mimicking the speech because he, he wanted to, he like, wanted Meowzy to love he him. To he ends up reunited with Meowzy. And by this point, Meowzy has been abandoned by her trainer, is now part of the same gang. And the gang leader has evolved into a Persian. Mm. And Meowzy stays loyal to the Persian, when, even when Meowth beats him, because the Persian took her in when no one else would. Yeah. But Meowth. And then Meowth joins Team Rocket and has the backstory. Yeah. Similar experiences from there. Meowth? I'm not... Well, no, I was going to say, wait, like, Meowth was perhaps more defined by, like, his determination drive there. But again... That was his hard work. Yeah, he, de- determination, determination is a Hufflepuff trait. Yeah. No. All three, Team Rocket, are Hufflepuffs. They're Hufflepuff villains. Pokemon is Slytherin protagonists and Hufflepuff villains. And that's why we love the villains. Not that like, it's bad to have a Slytherin hero. No, I, I'm just saying it, it reverses a lot of the standard things in a very good way. Absolutely. Did not realize until we yeah. had this discussion, and I'm I'm here for it. So, going into this, I knew I had something interesting to say about Ash. I didn't think the other characters would be all that interesting to talk about. I thought we'd be like, yeah, Team Rocket, Slytherins. But no. That's why we're doing this, is to like do those deep dives to get into those characters totally to really absolutely flesh out and i love it what their defining characteristics are i love i love i love too harry potter pokemon, pokemon. <laughs> I, I love it would you like to start the speed round like wait oh wait, is it, is speed it lightning round, round? lightning bolt just... round <laughs> yeah yeah because like harry potter and pikachu lightning bolt <laughs> yeah. and with a thunderbolt <laughs> oh poor baby Thank you. Thank you for bringing Lieutenant Surge into this. Um, <laughs> Lightning round. Yeah. Uh, Gary. Slytherin. Yeah. He wants to be a Pokemon trainer and he's a big old jerk. Yeah. He ends up trying to become, he ends up becoming a Pokemon researcher and following in his grandfather's footsteps, but that's not how he's he, defined for yeah, most he, of his, his whole show. His whole character thing is like he's trying to be better than everyone else. Speaking of Oak, Professor Oak. Ravenclaw. Yeah. He wants to know. All about that research. He wants to know every Pokemon. Delia? Delia. Delia. Sorry, I Ash's still mom. don't. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen her name. Ash's mom, Delia Ketchum. Uh, Hufflepuff. Sure. She sticks up for her in defense of Sun. Yeah. Giovanni, leader of Team Rocket. He's a Slytherin. Yeah, he's, he's not got a strong character. No, he just wants to steal things. Uh, Officer Jenny. Gryffindor? Yeah, I'd agree. 
Yeah, she wants to help. Yeah. Nurse Joy. Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. Is that boring? <laughs> no. The reason, part of the reason these guys are in the speed round is because there's not much to say. Fair enough. Pokedex. <laughs> uh, put the Pokedex in here because of the because of the Pokemon Christmas bash. I love the Pokedex. Pokedex is a Ravenclaw. It, it, it yeah. is the embodiment of knowledge. Yeah, I was gonna say if the Pokedex its has, name has enough personality on... to be sorted, it's a Ravenclaw. Christmas, the time of year for <laughs> peace on Earth and to spread good cheer. It's a Pokemon Christmas bash. I, I know. Okay, so we're going to talk about a few more characters, though. But here's the thing we'll be interesting for. Sometimes we're going to be talking about media that not both of us know, because there's a lot of really interesting stuff to talk about that we haven't both watched. Yeah, I mean, we, we share a lot of interest, but there are also a lot of things that either one or the other of us are uh, more into or exclusively into. Uh, so for uh, a few of these characters, I'm just going to let JD handle them because I don't know anything about them. JD is going to describe some of these characters. Yeah, so for the sake of Pokemon, Alex just started watching a lot sooner than I did. You, you pretty much just watched the first season. Yeah, I watched, it, I, watched... I, I watched it almost exclusively as a kid, either on TV or on like VHSs that my cousin had. Whereas I think I pretty much watched it fully through like season two. 12? Wow. Like, I'm sure there are some episodes here and there that I missed, and I still haven't seen the sixth movie, but for the most part. And I've seen little bits since then, but I wouldn't be able to go any further than yeah. that. Nowadays, I'm, I'm much more versed with the games than the show. So up first on this list, we've got Tracy. Tracy Sketchit is his full name. He's an artist. He likes to draw. Fun, fun fact about Tracy, his Japanese name was Kenji, I think, based on Ken Sugimori, the main artist for Pokemon. That's nice. In the same way that Ash's name was ba was Satoshi, based on the creator of Pokemon Satoshi Tajiri. That's nice. Yeah. So, and I think uh, Gary's name was based on... Yeah, Gary's name was Shigeru. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto, who created Mario. Nice. As the rival. Yeah. Which then, Shigeru, Gary. Guru, Gary. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Ash met Tracy when he went to the Orange Islands, and Brock got too horny to keep traveling. Or... Behind the scenes, because Japan was worried that the West would think Brock was racist. They didn't. They loved Brock, but they thought Jinx was racist. Yeah. Yeah, so Tracy's main gimmick was that he drew Pokemon. And he had, po like, the Pokemon in his party were ones that helped him find Pokemon to draw. He had a Venonat with Radar, I think, and Meryl used Sonar somehow. Okay. And he joined up with Ash because he wanted to meet Professor Oak. He found out Ash knew Oak. And he, yeah, he wanted to come along and meet him. And he ends up becoming... Oak's uh, assistant in his lab. Cool. Do you want me to s sort him? Yeah, so what? what's your take on Tracy? <laughs> I'm going to say Ravenclaw. I would agree. Ravenclaw is typically He's... the house of creativity, um, as well as if he worked in a lab doing research stuff, that's also very Ravenclaw. Absolutely. Next up, we've got May. So May joins up with Ash when he goes to Hoenn after Misty ends up leaving to go back to uh, be the Cerulean gym leader, because... The writers of the show felt like the, the young boys watching the show needed a new piece of eye candy. <laughs> it's the uh, behind-the-scenes reason. Yikes. May is a new trainer who I think initially doesn't really like Pokemon, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh -huh. um, she was kind of afraid of a lot of Pokemon, and it took a while for her to get more used to them. 
she initially sets out to be a Pokemon trainer like Ash, battling gyms, and joins up with Ash as to have him to be like a mentor trainer to her, essentially. But she quickly discovers she does not enjoy battling at all, and she ends up changing goals to become a Pokemon coordinator, where they doing Pokemon contests. Okay. Uh, where she helps her Pokemon use their moves to put on like performances, like yeah. that are more visually based. Cool. Um. And she she works to then take part in the Grand Festival, which is like the equivalent of the Pokemon League. Cool, uh, Hufflepuff. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't what? really want to fight. Would rather show skills in a friendly sort of way. True. She ends up with a with a like a, a goal similar to Ash's in a lot of respects, but she's yeah, I think she's definitely a lot a lot less pushed in that direction. Mm. When May joins the group, we also get her younger brother Max. Max is a nerd. You can tell because he wears glasses. He's supposed to be her younger brother who is, at the time, considered to be too young to actually have Pokemon of his own. So they meet up with a few Pokemon here and there that, like, he befriends. And every so often, he'll, like, borrow his sister's Pokemon and battle with them when, like, when whenever they're separated. Um, he is also in charge of the PokéNav, which you may remember from the Hoenn games, yeah. which primarily has the map. He also takes over Misty's job of pulling Brock away from all the pretty girls that he falls in love with. <laughs> I was going to say Ravenclaw. Yeah, he's portrayed as like a font of knowledge about Pokemon and stuff. He knows a lot, probably more than most of the main characters. There's like a famous, there's like an infamous clip going that goes around where May sees, I think it's an Ivysaur that's just going, Ivysaur, Ivysaur. And she's just like, wow, what Pokemon is that? And he's like, it's an, it's an Ivysaur, May. <laughs> Um, then we've got Dawn. Dawn replaced May when May left and was basically the same character. She always wanted to be a Pokemon coordinator, though. Her mother was a famous Pokemon coordinator in her youth, so she set out with that goal. Neat. She may have been better developed than May as a character, but kind of hard to say that they're not that distinct from each other. Um, then I'll say Hufflepuff again. Sure. And finally, I'm going to lump these two in together because they always appear together and they don't have enough of a personality individually. It's Cassidy and Butch. Cassidy and Butch are a rival Team Rocket team who did show up in the first season, for what it's worth. They were they were running the Pokemon Daycare as a scam when they first appeared I'm, to try I and steal po- people's Pokemon. I may have seen an episode with them. Uh, I just didn't... doesn't ring any bells. Sure. When they were introduced, the idea was that they were the competent counterparts to jesse and james they were wearing the traditional black uniform and they also had a motto that actually made them sound like villains instead of actually sounding like heroes that does make sense that does sound familiar because you've got to protect the world from devastation and unite all peoples in the traditional motto yeah um whereas their motto was to it's like the actual villainous version yeah like to to unite all peoples became to blight all peoples. <laughs> Is the joke there that Team Rocket just got it wrong because they're dumb? Yes. I love Absolutely. I love Team Rocket. Later on, in some of the side episodes in particular, they basically fill in the gap of being the bumbling duo because Jesse and Jane like in the side episodes it focuses on all the char- other characters like Professor Oak and Tracy, or Misty and Brock occasionally, um, after they've left, and like Jesse and James are still following Ash around, so Cassidy and Butch go after these guys still in Kanto. I see. Um, but they are a typical Team Rocket duo. They want to steal Pokemon to advance their organization's goal. Slytherin. 
Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> standard fare. We've had a single Gryffindor in this sorting, and it's Pikachu. Yeah, there were other characters who like leaned Gryffindor a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I think, like Misty has Gryffindor leanings. Yeah. Um. And I think Ash does on occasion as well. He definitely, yeah, he de- he definitely ha- he definitely leans towards it. Um, and that's all of the Pokemon characters that I know enough to talk about a little bit. I don't know Iris or Silen or Serena or. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know who those. There's are. Bonnie. Yeah. There's Bonnie, who's like a young girl, who's who's got an older brother, and I don't. Who, and her older brother is a gym leader from the games, but I don't remember his name at all. And then there's the new, the new stuff, the Sun and Moon. Yeah, I was gonna say you mentioned that like the video games, like the characters don't have enough personality to sort. But what about Lily? She's also in the anime. In the oh, is she? Yeah, she has a she has an Alolan Vulpix. Good. She started out like te- deathly afraid of Pokemon. I love her. Um, I would die for Lily. <laughs> Lily's pretty great. I mean, not that's not the case for all characters. Like, characters in the games, like N in Black and White, really had a lot going on for him. Mm. And I love Looker. I would die for Looker. <laughs> Looker is great. Maybe we'll do those few game characters another time then. Yeah. When we run out of material and start getting desperate. <laughs> there wouldn't be as much to say about, say, Red, who the gag is he literally never speaks, even when he appears as an NPC. Yeah, I think a lot of the player characters, like, you know, like you can't really sort because they're just the player. Yeah. I think there are a few other characters that you could do. But I think that's Pokemon... Sorted. Ha ha ha. We did it. Yeah. This week's house hot take is oh. that Hufflepuffs like to do laundry. <laughs> I don't hate doing laundry. I don't like ironing. I wouldn't count ironing as laundry. Okay. Getting like fresh warm clothes out of the dryer and like folding them and like putting them away and it's all soft and cozy. And See, nice. I don't have a dryer, so I don't get that experience. A lot of people hate doing laundry, but uh, Hufflepuffs enjoy it. Uh... <laughs> Hot take. That's my house hot take. So hot. Hot like fresh yeah, laundry. Warm and cozy like a blanket out of the dryer. Warm and cozy take. <laughs> warm and cozy take. So this is the end of the episode. We have some things to do. If you disagree with us or have any of your own ideas, please let us know. We're at Sorted Pod on Twitter. Uh, and if you disagree with our sorting... Try to convince us otherwise. We're we're flexible. If you have a compelling reason, tell us. We'll probably believe you. You can also find us individually. I'm at Codename JD and Alex is at Pachu. P-T-C-H-E-W. C-O-D-E-N-A-M-E. <laughs> Yours isn't a made-up word that you necessarily need to spell. <laughs> JD. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, thank you to uh, Matt Majacomo of the Whomping Willows for letting us use the House of Awesome theme song for our theme song. Um, <laughs> I would also like to thank the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. We're very excited to be a part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Uh, go check out the other shows that they've got. Uh, there's a lot of really fun stuff. And I think that's all we have for you this week. Uh, we're going to try to update this every other week yeah so until next time uh this has been sorted bye bye <laughs> start a new house and it's called awesome start a new house it's called awesome start a new house and it's called awesome pocket podcast network quality programming right to your pocket
I want to be the best that ever was To beat all the rest, yeah, that's my cause Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Nanki, Venusaur, Ratata, Fero, Pidgey, Seeking, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponyta, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all